You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I want to share with you this morning, and I just want to take my time, and, and we, won't be, uh, we won't be long. I'm going to take my time, and we won't be long. <laughs> um, sometimes the Lord shows you things, and... Uh, Title of the message is Expect Miracles. I'm, I'm preaching and speaking to myself, okay? Um, many times, many people in the midst of a crisis, they'll hope for a miracle. Somebody say hope. Uh, again, I'm speaking to myself. And in our thoughts, when we're hoping for a miracle, we think, well, if, if only this will line up and if only this will line up, if, if this comes together, uh, then my problems will be solved. And oftentimes we feel so close to our miracle, but so far away. Have you ever felt close to your breakthrough, but you also felt like you was a million miles away? So hope, the definition is something wished for. And hope is good. There's nothing wrong with that. But hope plus belief equals faith. And faith plus action equals results. And we're going to look at that this evening. The Bible says faith in Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? For the evidence of things not seen. So what you're hoping for, you've not seen it yet. Faith is the conviction based on past experiences that God's new and fresh surprises will surely be ours. When, and I'm 59, when do I get to the place that I can look back in my life and see the miracles that God has brought into my life? And when will that elevate me to a place in my faith that I always expect a miracle. Again, I don't always expect a miracle. I'm being honest with you. My faith is not always where it needs to be. So don't, I don't stand here this morning like I've got this accomplished because I do not have it. So stand with me as we read, as Jesus speaks to us in Matthew 21 and 21. Go there with me, please. Matthew 21 and 21. Jesus is speaking and he says, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and not doubt, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. I want to read verse 22, but Pastor Aaron, take the microphone over to Pastor Rita, would you please? And all things, somebody say all things. I want to read it again. In all things, somebody say all things. Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer. Now listen, prayer is a good thing. But then he goes on to say, believing ye shall receive. Pastor Rita, bless the reading of the word, please. Heavenly Father, we've heard your word this morning. And it's pierced our spirit. It's pierced my soul this morning. I've read these words many, many, many times over the years, but this morning they're fresh, fresh bread right out of the oven. Father, I pray that we will expect 
when we pray, that we don't just pray and beat the air. Father, you said that we could speak to mountains. We have spoke to mountains in the past and we've not seen some results, but I believe that this is the day. This is the time that we come into your presence. Father, we have often heard, don't tell God about your mountain, but tell your mountain about mm -hmm. your God. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Move mountains in yes, this place. Yes. Build our faith, O oh Lord. I pray that when we trust and believe in you, Father, we know that we're going to have an answer to prayer. Why? Because Moses told us in the book of Numbers that you are not a man that you should lie, but your promises are yea and amen. It's us. We fall short. Anoint the man of God. Anoint this mouthpiece this morning. And every word that comes out, let it fall onto our hearts and on good soil and let us take it in and apply it to our lives and let us see the mountains in our life move. Give us faith, Lord. Mm -hmm. Teach us to pray and teach us to have faith. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Sometimes words are just words. But these words from Christ are a powerful statement for your life and for my life. Jesus is telling you and I the specific answer to the problem, to the crisis in our lives. He said, if you believe, if you believe in your very soul, and I'm not always there, whatever the problem, whatever the crisis is, he said, if you and I would believe in our very soul, God will answer your prayers. I didn't say it. God said it. But for your prayer to work, living your heart's got to be right. And Jesus said in John 15 and 7, if you abide in me, you can't abide in him if your heart is not right. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Is your heart right with God? When we think of faith and belief, I'm reminded of the story of Jairus. Jairus' daughter was dying. Jairus exemplified a great faith. He pleaded with the master. Simply he comes and he places his hands. He said, if you'll come and place your hands on my child, she would live. Do you put yourself in Jairus' daughter? Jairus' life with your daughter, dying. Would your heart be ready? Is your heart right? And Jesus agreed to go with him to his home. Now, let's listen to Mark 5 and 24. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged him. Here he is. He's on his way to Jairus' house. He's got a young lady dying. And what happens? A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things and many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather she grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and she touched his garment. For she said, for she said, you gotta get that, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. 
And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. 12 years she'd tried everything else. But she'd come to a place where she believed, she expected. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and saith, who touched me? People are all around you and you want to know who touched you? And he looked around about to see her. The one that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, she came and she fell down before him and she told him all the truth. And he said unto her, now listen, she believed and then he said unto her, thy faith hath made thee whole. It wasn't no one else's faith in this situation, but there's always different situations. And this is where the Lord is leading me this morning. He said, thy faith hath made thee whole. He said, go in peace and behold of thy plague. And while he yet spoke, there came the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Jairus, your daughter has died. Why troublest the master any further? All of these if probably came, would come in my mind, would come in your mind. If only the crowd hadn't been so big, he could have got there sooner. If only this woman that had been sick for 12 years had left him alone, he would have got there in time. But at this very moment, Jesus gives Jairus the answer to his crisis, and he gives you and I the answer to our crisis. In Mark 5 and 36, and as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, Jairus, only believe. What news have you gotten? The Lord is speaking. There's a, there's a holy hush in here this morning. And the Lord is speaking to you. He has spoken to me this week about situations in my life. And he's saying, be not afraid, only believe. Christ responded to Jairus' faith while others laughed at Jesus when he said the child is not dead. Point, not the daughter's faith here. Earlier, the lady with the issue of blood, he said, thy faith has made you whole. Now in this situation, what I'm trying to point out is every one of us have different situations in our lives. And every one of us have different seasons in our life where our faith is greater than other seasons in our lives. You have not arrived yet, and I have not arrived yet. So the point here is, it's not the daughter's faith, but her dad's. Earlier, it was the lady's faith, but now it's somebody else's faith. What I have found in my life, Lynn, it's easier for me to expect a miracle in somebody else's life than it is in my own life. Because in my own life, sometimes I'd rather have a pity party. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm sure you're not in that same boat. 
He said, the child is not dead. Jairus and his wife's faith was strong. Listen to Mark 5 and 39. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, so he enters Jairus' house. There's people crying everywhere. Why make you this ado? This is Jesus speaking. And weep like this. The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. I like this next part. When he had put them all out. He had put them all out. Get out of the house. Get out of the house. You don't have faith. You don't have belief. Get out of the house. He taketh the father and the mother. Uh Uh-oh. John, the father and the mother had faith. They believed. Took the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him. (laughs) And entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and he said unto her, Talieth Kamai, which is being interpreted damsel. And I say unto thee, arise, arise. Faith was rewarded. Faith is always rewarded. Somebody say amen. Amen. Verse 42, and straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Have you ever just been overwhelmed by the miracle that you were standing in the dark and you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel and all of a sudden, God performs a miracle in your life. I'm standing there last night. A man comes forward during the invitation. He was around my age, maybe a little bit younger. That tells you he was around 30 years old. The man came, he had shorts on, he was on oxygen. His legs, from what I could see from his knees down, were completely black. He had bandages on both legs and the fluid was seizing, ceasing out of his legs, seeping out of his legs. And I stood there and I watched as a counselor led this man to the Lord. And I thought there is a miracle, the greatest miracle right there. And after the counselor was finished, I walked up and I hugged him and I congratulated him and I said, you made the best decision you've ever made in your life. And he said to me, I had no other choice. And my mind went back to my frustration this week. You don't have to look too far to see somebody else, Butch, what you and your family are going through right now. But just hang on as we go the rest of this message. Faith was rewarded and straightway the damsel arose and she walked. Prayer and belief are the answer to our problems. Should we sit idle? Some of the holy religious elite Name it and claim it. People have told me from April 10th, and they mean well. Come on, you're healed. Oftentimes, healing takes a process. You just got to speak it. I understand all the answers. You can't tell somebody else 
what they need to do when you ain't never been there yourself. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't do it. Steve, we don't know. We must take action though, not just pray and believe, we've gotta take action toward getting answers. One day Jesus was teaching the people, a great multitude. Multitudes had come from far away to hear him speak and to witness great miracles. And Jesus was on the inside of a friend's home. Imagine the crowd. And they're in this small little home that's made out of mud and the roof is flat. It's made out of mud and straw. And there's stairs back in them days that would go up to the side, up the side of the house and they could sit on the roof. Now listen to me. In this crowded situation, four men arrive and they're carrying their friend. Earlier, the woman with the issue of blood, thy faith has made thee whole. Then we see Jairus, him and his wife, faith. Never mention the 12 year old's faith. Now there's another crisis and there's a friend that is laying paralyzed and he's got four friends. And as we read that scripture, you'll see what God says. And then I thought about the friend that is laying there. It doesn't mention his faith. It is hard for you to have, to ask somebody else to help you. My wife, I get so mad, I love you. <laughs> she don't want to ask nobody to help her do anything. But can I tell you there is times in our life that our faith isn't where it needs to be and I have been there and I need your faith to help pick me up at times. And you need to be able to have somebody around you that's got that faith, Rusty, when you was down and out and people that love you was around you, I don't know if your faith wavered or not, but mine has at times. One day Jesus was teaching these people and here shows up these four men and they get there and I was frustrated this week and these four men had a choice. They couldn't get to the door. They couldn't get inside. We've brought, we've carried our friend a long way. Most of us would have got frustrated. Most of us would have said, I'm going home. Going home is not the answer. Giving up is not the answer. Quitting is not the answer. These four men said, I've got to take action to my faith, to my prayer, to my belief. I've got to take action or I'm not going to get results. I'm just going away from this paper. Got to take action. The Bible said those four men carried their friend up the stairs. The Bible said that they began tearing the roof off. I want you to imagine you're in the house. I want you to think about it's your house. And these men said, I got faith to him to believe. You see, mom and dad's got faith still to believe in your children. Amen. That you're not going to quit. You're not going to back up. Do you hear what I'm saying? You're not going to give up. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to press through. You're going to tear some things up if you got to tear some things up. The Bible said they went to tearing up the roof. 
I bet the crowd down in the street and on the porch and in the house is thinking, what are these maniacs doing? These maniacs have got faith. They've got an expectancy that they are in the delivery room of their miracle and they are not getting frustrated and they are not going home. They're going to get to Jesus. The Bible said they lowered him down. Jesus touched him. He stood up and he walked. And I was sitting in my office and I was thinking, I wish my faith, I wish my belief would get to that level. How old do I have to be to get to that level? I thought, man, that is phenomenal. And what I'm about to share with you, I didn't read anywhere, I didn't steal it from nobody. And I'm sitting in my chair and I'm meditating and I'll tell you the Holy Spirit, not in an audible voice, but he spoke to my soul, he spoke to my heart. He said, there's another level above that. Another level? above that. I said, Lord, what is it? And he laid in my spirit in 2 Samuel. David was a mighty man of God. David had had many, many great victories. But many people after great victories have great defeat. David's standing on a rooftop. David sees a beautiful woman that wasn't his. Bathsheba, and he had to have her. He'd experienced many, many great victories. His faith had been unbelievable off the chart at times. Here's a man that has a heart. God said, he's got a heart after me. And this man falls. Because of his faith was not where it was before in oftentimes battles. And he has an adulterous affair with Bathsheba. Has Bathsheba's husband murdered? A man after God's own heart. A man that had experienced great victories because of his faith. The woman with the issue of blood, her faith. The 12-year-old, Jairus' daughter, her parents' faith. The paralytic, her friend, his friend's faith. David has a friend by the name of Nathan. He was special counsel to David, especially for religious matters. And God had hoped that David would humble himself and repent, but he didn't. God sent Nathan to David called him out on the carpet. And David said, I love this. I have sinned against the Lord. He didn't blame nobody else. Here's a point that came in my spirit. He didn't blame nobody else. He said, I have sinned against the Lord. And he repented of his sin. And Nathan says, now because you have repented, God has done away with the death sentence. Under the law, committing adultery and murder, you would be murdered. Bathsheba becomes pregnant. The child is born. The child becomes very ill. The Bible said David wouldn't eat. 
He wouldn't bathe. He laid down and he worshiped and he prayed and he believed. And he asked God to heal that child. His servants was concerned about him. And when they got the word that the child had died, they said, how can we tell David? They're whispering, the Bible says, they're whispering. David recognized, he seen what was going on and he called him out and he said, did the child die? They were afraid to answer him because they didn't know how he was going to respond. And they said, yes, the child died. The Bible says that he got up, that he washed himself off, that he changed his apparel. He went in and worshiped the Lord and the servant said to him, David, when the child was ill, you was a mess. You grieved, you wouldn't eat, you wouldn't change, but now the child has died and you done cleaned up, fed yourself, and you are ready to worship the Lord. That's why the Lord said there's another level to, he spoke to my heart. There's another level of belief. David said, I can't go. Excuse me. David said, the child can't come back to me, but I can go to the child. All those different levels of belief, there is another level. What am I saying? When you expect a miracle and you don't get it, Let's just be honest and real. You might say, well, you just don't have faith. Everybody don't get everything we ask for. At least it don't happen in my life. But let's walk with an expectancy and a belief and ask God for the miracles in our lives. But let's ask God to take us to the next level to when we don't get our prayer answered, that we can stand back up and say, God, my level of belief is some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but I trust in you, Jesus. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me. Just being a spirit of meditation this morning. What have you prayed for that you didn't get? Some people want to blame God. There's another level. How many in the house you've pouted before? Get your hand out of your pockets, Tommy. I'll call you out. How many's ever been frustrated because you didn't get what you was praying for? How many really need to go to another level in your belief and in your faith? Your child just died and you washed up. You fed yourself. Don't Listen to me, there is a time of grieving. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. 
But there's a lesson for us to learn here. There's a lesson for me to learn. Maybe nobody else needed it, but I did. There's a lesson. That no matter what happens, Naomi, no matter what goes on in our life, we can trust him. He'll never leave us. He'll never let us down. Sometimes we just got to get up. You hear me? Man, I'm speaking right now, I know, to multiple needs, multiple broken hearts in this building today. Why, Lord, didn't you leave my loved one? There's parents in this room that have buried their children. And I pray to God I never experienced that. Why me? Why my household? I don't know the answer. But I know he's still God. And we can trust him. As painful as that was, David gave us proof of heaven. David said, he can't come back to me, but I can go to him. <laughs> heaven. They sang a song down there this week, when all my pain is gone, when all my frustration is gone, in other words, when all my hurt, and we'll hear the words, welcome home, thy good and faithful son, thy good and faithful daughter. God loves us and we can take our level of belief. Your level's not the same as it was a year ago when you came in here or longer, is it? And I've watched, I've watched you. I see how you come out here during the week when nobody's here. Your faith, your belief has increased. How about you this morning? Can we give God a great hand clap of praise this morning? If you're here this morning and you need your belief to increase, I've been having some stomach issues. I've not spoken about it from the pulpit. It's been going on since April. I've had ultrasounds, I've had scopes this week and they found nothing. And people say to me, well, that's great news. It's just better how you look at it. I'm being honest. And they said they didn't find anything, that's good news, but if you're still hurting, Thursday, a lady come up wanting to pray with me at the prayer gathering. I don't know her. She asked me what I needed and I said I need a healing and I said I need to expect it because that's what I was preaching on. So I was preaching it myself. She laid hands on me and she began to pray. And honestly, I wasn't healed right there, but I felt my healing. I did, I felt my healing, I felt my healing. And every day since Thursday, I have felt somewhat better. But I, but don't, don't, don't forget what I said earlier. You gotta have action to it. You gotta follow through. I, I, maybe you don't, but my faith is not there yet just to say, I'm not going back to a doctor. You know, if it, go, if it don't go away, I'm just going to keep trusting. I'm going, no, I'm going to have action because action and faith gets results. Be careful and I'm guilty. I'm preaching it myself. I'm guilty. Be careful to judge somebody else 
how they handle maybe their divorce, how they handle their illness, the death of their loved one. You know what I'm saying? There's different seasons in our lives. We see all throughout the Bible, mighty men of God that had great victories, experienced great victories over great battles, turn around and run and hide. I, I know I'm right. So let's encourage each other. There's a lesson to be learned here today. I learned it. Because oftentimes I'll sit and I'll say, why is that person like that? Because I ain't got a clue because I ain't in their shoes. You hear what I'm saying? I don't know. I hope that helps you today. It helped me. When my faith is weak, pick me up. When my faith is strong, hopefully I can pick you up. Let's pick each other up. We read about David and we read about it in the Bible. But we can look at our brother Robert that prayed and expected for Karen, his wife, for many years to be healed from COVID. But the answer didn't come the way that he wanted. And I wrapped my arms, he's a board member, I wrapped my arms around him and we, I was in the hospital when she passed and couldn't even preach her funeral. I said, Bob, you're doing all right. He said, Pastor, I don't have no choice. But you picked yourself up, Bob. And he comes to the house of the Lord. So we can look at examples in the Bible, but we can look all around this room and see the examples. I love you. And the Lord loves us all. Let's lift each other up. Every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. I don't know your hearts. I'm not gonna come to you, I'm not gonna drag you down here. My friend, you have no faith, you have no belief. You have no one to call upon. If you've not given your life, your heart to the Lord. The most important question that ever be asked, what will you, you, what will you individually, personally do with Jesus? You either accept him, and if you don't accept him, you've already rejected him. Is your heart, is your heart right today with the Lord? If it's not, slip your hand up high and say, today, pastor, I'd like to ask Christ into my heart, into my life, I would like to begin to grow my faith. Is there one? Would you slip your hand up? Is there one? Is there one? Am I going to tarry long? Is there one? I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else? Somebody else? You have your hand up, sir, there. Pray this prayer with me, all right? Pray it out loud. Don't be ashamed. Dear Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. I turn and will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, somebody give God a hand clap of praise this morning.
Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Thank you.